to me, if I can get my mind and my energy and my emotions there, the practical stuff, like how I approach business, has to follow. So I don't so much think like, okay, my business model will realign to make this work. I just know that all the practical actions always become obvious to me when I've aligned myself to a new expectation. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Earn Your Happy Podcast. Did that sound like Earn Your Hippie Podcast? I mean, whatever you need to earn, you're going to be able to do it here. But today's about earning your happy. Okay, so I am getting way more into skin. Let me tell you why. (laughs) Because I'm getting older and I used to never, ever think that that would happen. Anybody else with me? Raise your hand. I can't see them, but I'm guessing that you are. Because one day I woke up and said, oh, wait a second, this is the only skin that I get for the rest of my life. So I've been really into researching all of the different things that are going to actively keep my skin looking good for as long as freaking possible. And one of the main things that I have learned is that vitamin C is one of the key ingredients that you need, along with many other things, in order to make your body's own collagen. So in order for us to even make collagen, we have to have vitamin C. And obviously we don't make vitamin C on our own, so we have to supplement it. So you guys, I created this whole document for you of all of these different lemon water recipes because it's high in vitamin C and many other things, and a lot of different properties that are for inflammation in these recipes as well. So go and check them out. All you have to do is go over to Instagram and DM me the word lemon. That's it. No emojis, no sentences, just simply DM me the word lemon all on its own, and I am going to send you my lemon water recipes that are so incredibly good for your skin. But the cool thing is, is that you can read all about what these other ingredients are for. And they're probably things that are already in your kitchen. So if you know me, I am so super freaking simple. Like it needs to be simple in order for me to keep these habits up. So go check them out. You guys, Today on the podcast, I have somebody whose book I fell in love with. So quick story, I was sitting in the salon chair at one of my favorite salons, Tara Hainsworth in Arizona, in Scottsdale, Arizona, you guys. She does my extensions and my blonde, and we have the best conversations, and she was telling me about this book she was reading. And of course, the title got me, because if you have children in the car, just block their ears for one second, but the title is called Rich as Fuck, and I was like, okay, I need this book in my life, because that's why we all want this because we can do so many amazing things with lots of money. And I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to start reading it. And I started reading this book and I absolutely loved it. I loved it so much that I actually made my husband listen to it right after I did on our walk. So I listened to it twice in a row. I'm probably going to go on my third time very, very soon because I loved the way that she wrote about and looked at the energetics of money. The energetics meaning like, yes, we have to have the tactical and the actionable and all of the things, but I was not able to change my money story until I truly got right with it, just energy-wise, mentally, all of the things. So you'll love this book for so many reasons, but that is one that I really, really loved it for is because it had me just really get into the energy and frequency of what I believe and what I know to be true for my life when I attract the most money. And for me, it's so easy to slip out of that. So let's talk about it. Amanda Francis is the author of this incredible book. She's also a world-renowned thought leader on financial empowerment for women. 
through her wildly popular digital courses and, like I said, her best-selling book, Rich as Fuck, Highly Engaged Online Presence. And she rises podcasts and free daily content, meditations, and trainings distributed across her social media channels daily. She empowers women to design lives and businesses they are wildly obsessed with. She's written for so many different magazines, Forbes, Business Insider, Glamour, Success Magazine. She's been featured in Entrepreneur, Flaunt, Us Weekly, ET, and others. So combining her background in ministry and mental health counseling with practical advice and a deep knowledge of spiritual and energetic principles, she is unlike any other coach that you've encountered. You guys, let's jump into this podcast. I loved getting to chat with her and definitely go check out the book. Amanda, I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. So I was sitting in the salon chair, getting my hair done by the salon owner, who's one of my really good friends. She owns this epic salon in Scottsdale. I spend part of my time in Scottsdale and then in Newport Beach. And she was like, you've got to read this book. I'm like obsessed with this book right now. I'm listening to it on audio. And I was like, what's the book? She told me it was your book. She's like, it's rich as fuck, Amanda Francis. I'm like, I love the title. I'm already all in. Let's go. Then I got the book. And then I also saw that my friend Kara Allwell, who I'm obsessed with, I ended up listening to your book twice, listened to it once on my own, and then I made my husband listen to it, and he also loves it. So we've had a lot of time with you that you don't know about, (laughs) (laughs) but you've been on a lot of walks, a lot of things, and you know, it's crazy because I I already have such a great relationship with money, but you truly... It's like you kind of go into the corners, like you kind of get the the mop with the long handle and go into the corners and clear everything out. And I love that. So I'm very excited that you're here today because I think that you're going to help so many people just clear out extra blocks. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. That's a really great compliment. Okay. So first of all, what's exciting for you right now? Like what is your favorite, favorite thing in your life? Well, I have a baby. I have a nine and a half month old that's really consumed my entire universe in mm-hmm. ways that I really couldn't have understood or expected were possible. So he's probably my very, very favorite thing right now. I'm so curious about how that has changed from where you were and how you viewed business and perceived business. Like, what were some of the biggest things that motherhood has shifted about your business life? For so long, I could work whenever I wanted, truly whenever I wanted. So if I wanted to sleep till noon and work in the evening or one day work in the morning or work on a Sunday because I felt like it, I really just had like ultimate flexibility and freedom for many, 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 many years. And then having a partner made me want to squish work into different like blocks. And then having his children, my stepchildren made me like work the priorities realigned and the time I worked and how efficient I was just kind of had to change. You know, my tra- my schedule got a little more traditional. And now with the baby, it's like, the pre- I mean, everything had already been turned on its head with just Eddie and the kids, not Eddie and the kids and the baby. It's like the baby's priority number one. So like nothing is the same. Mm-hmm. So I'm not any less efficient or creative or dedicated. There's just a new number one. 
Do you think that that has taught you to get more efficient within those pockets? Just thinking about the new moms or people, women who are thinking about having a baby and maybe they are the main breadwinners or maybe they want to get better or maybe they want to make more money. What would you say to them if they're worried about maybe the time that's involved? How do you have to be in business as a mother if you still want to go for your dream? Well, it just makes me unavailable for wasting time. I'm very like, you know, like once upon a time, it was like, if it took me an hour to like edit photos and videos and, and do these like really detailed intentional, like Insta stories, like who cares if it took an hour, an hour and a half, like who cares? Now Mm -hmm. it's like that whole thing needs to be edited and posted in 10 minutes and I'm out. (laughs) But the story, I'm not getting less views. I'm not getting less engagement. It's just really shined a light on like what was necessary and what wasn't because lots of things are just fun as an entrepreneur who's like really good at her own like branding and marketing and like social media like I just did lots of things and maybe I didn't really need to and now I'm like there's no way there's just no scenario where I would spend time on that like I used to for example Mm. Do you kind of have start and stop times now as well are you like once I'm home this is what this looks like what does your schedule look like Yeah, so same but different, but same, but definitely different. So I wake up with the baby. I'm turning him into a late sleeper and a night owl like me. That's what I'm trying to do. Like all these moms talk about how babies sleep from six to six. I'm like, my baby sleeps from 10 to 10. I don't know what y'all are doing. So he wakes up, but 10 was a little excessive. We did 10 for the past week. And I was like, let's try nine. So last night we did nine. So say he wakes up at 9 a.m. And then I feed him solids. I feed him bottle. I put him down for a nap around 11 while he's napping my mother's helper comes and she takes over so by noon I am working and so between like noon and whenever she goes home which is four or five or maybe sometimes six if I really have a lot going on I need to get work done I need to prioritize my mental emotional health I need to work out Mm -hmm. so it's like a very I call it a mother's helper it's not really like a nanny because she also does a lot of assistance stuff for me Mm -hmm. So it's like an assistant part-time nanny combo. So I fit a lot in between that noon and four or five, like chunk of time. And then after the baby's asleep at night, if I want to jump back into something, I can't. But then that's also like dinner, time with the big kids and Eddie. And I don't know, like I'm probably actually a lot more balanced, mm-hmm. having more structure than I, I didn't need the structure before. So I was very like, whatever, but now I have to have it, you know? I've definitely experienced that in my life where I've gotten busier which has forced me to get better with my schedule. And it's actually made me feel more sane because I actually have these compartments now. Like, okay, so I want to talk about a couple things in your book. And, you know, I think starting out, one of the things that I really loved is when you talk about just the, the money of energy and the frequency of energy and what that looks like to start understanding money. So can you share a little bit about that? Well, I just think everything has energy. And like, we know that because someone can speak words to us based on the energy behind them. They can feel many different ways. You know, like, fuck can be like, fuck, like fucking shit. And fuck can be like, you fucking will. You know, like, every word are just words. Things are just things. Everything's just everything, but it's the energy behind it. So early in my career, as I began working with women on money and on their careers and their desires and what they wanted around success and and finances. Like I just noticed that like the way they thought about it and talked about it and the emotional charge they had behind it was producing obviously like a frequency. So I started to like name it and talk about it and feel into it. Like how does money 
feel? You know what I mean? How does abundance feel? How does wealth feel? How does success feel? Because all these things can feel in a million different ways to a million different people, but being intentional about how you want it to feel to you helps you to do it in a way where you get what you actually want because you don't want money in a way where it feels like obligation and torture and whatever. We want money in a way that feels like fun and lighthearted and like freedom, right? You talk about how you used to sneak into pools to kind of manifest. For like a really long time. I <laughs> so love that. Like the hotel I'm staying in right now that I'm like paying for is right. nicer than those hotels. But at that time, it was the nicest hotels I can imagine. It was the nicest hotels, the five stars in Dallas. And I would like wear my swimsuit under my clothes and just act like I knew what I was doing until the valet. I was going to the spa and I'd make my way up to the pool and then I would order whatever. and you know, guacamole and like vodka soda or whatever it was I was drinking at 22. And I guess I was 25, whatever. And they would be like, can we put that on your room? And I'd be like, no, please put it on my debit card. And it was just like, I just got in the vibe. So what is the version of that that you're kind of doing for yourself right now to expand yourself? Like, is there anything where you're like, okay, I'm going to go put myself in this situation because this is the next level life I want? I don't know that I put myself in a situation to expand in a while, but my whole life is expansive. Like I bought a $6 million house that used to be featured on a very well-known reality show and gutted it. And I'm putting like a million dollars into it. And there's like all these people to pay and all these payment schedules and you're furnishing the whole thing. And all of that definitely feels expansive. I'm turning a $6 million house into like a $15 million house. I'm adding like, a salon and a guest house. And so like, that's what's happening right now. But I feel like over the past 12 years or whatever, something like that, something that makes you be like, whoa, like just play with bigger numbers. I feel like happens always in my world, you know? Yep. So did that feel like a stretch for you when you did it? Were you like, okay, this is what we're doing. This is what I'm well, going to do. It was weird. I like, I had sold a house. And I took the money I got when I sold the house and that was the down payment. So that was really easy. I was like, oh, this is a piece of cake. Every house gets easier. Like, I like that vibe. And the mortgage, nothing, no big deal. I like that vibe. But then you just get into like picking out marble for every room and you're like, there are definitely moments of, okay, here we go. <laughs> like, we have to yeah. really believe in like the flow of money. And so in a practical sense, it's like my cash flow, like how I receive money and let out money. But it's also energetically like the flow of money and like circulating it well. And being okay with releasing it and trusting yourself with how you're using it. And in the case of a house, like what's the return or what's like the abundance you're expecting on the other side, you know? I'm thinking back to a couple of times in my life where I've had a few moments of putting so much on the line that I actually have to rise to the occasion or lose everything. So, <laughs> or, or yeah, like in this case with the a renovation and cash flow, like, or you can't fucking pay people who deserve mm. to be paid. Like that would be, well, I guess, a lot of things could happen that wouldn't work for me. Things I'm not available for. Not being able to pay people, I'm not available for. Not being able to still put money into savings and investments every single month, not available for. Most people doing this kind of renovation would have taken out a loan mm. or they would have used their savings or they would have borrowed against their retirement or something. I did none of that. Like I'm literally using money I receive every month to do this thing, which is why it's such like a cash flow and a receiving and a whatever moment. But yeah, like if, to me, I have like lots of standards or what I call energetic set points in the book. I have all these standards for how money cannot go for me. And one of them would be a month that like 
had to pull money out of savings to pay these people and I can't put money in my own savings. Like, I just don't want that flow. So how do you get there? So this is such a great conversation around, okay, so you just shared kind of where you're at and what you're available for and what you're not available for. How do we start deciding what we are available for and what we're not? Well, first you have to look at what your standards actually are. And this is like a little bit unconscious for most people. They don't understand that they're doing the same thing and creating the same thing like month after month or paycheck after paycheck. There's like no awareness. But if you start to look, you will see, isn't it interesting that like my credit card always gets to $3,000 a month or $30,000 a month, doesn't matter. It always gets to this amount where I can never seem to pay it below this. The balance always gets up to here and I get it down to here. But never below this, never above that. Like, what is that about? Well, you have standards around that. You have set points around that. You have what in the book we call energetic minimums and maximums, just things you haven't allowed yourself to go over and under. And we often have that with our salaries, our company revenue, our price points in our business, our savings accounts, our retirement accounts, our checking accounts that we have. Like, there's people who are like, I can be overdrafted up to... but I'd never be overdrafted up to Mm. 701 because then they shut down my account. Like we all kind of just decided these things that we would and would not go above and below. Like some people are okay with getting the eviction notice, but never getting evicted. Like, I mean, we all just have this stuff. So when you look at it, you go like, oh, I've been okay with handling money like this when it comes to savings or debt or income or whatever. And when you look at that, you can start to go like, well, what if it were different? Can I raise that dollar amount of what I receive a little? Can I, can I, in my body, in my mind, in my field, in my being, can I raise the revenue a little? Can I lower the debt a little? What would it feel like if I had a new standard? But we, people don't even know they set the standards. You know what I mean? They just think that's how life is or something. We all do it all day long. So when you're going to reset yourself, Because, you know, you kind of like reset and then you get there and you reset. What are some of the things that you do? Is it just like out and about in your everyday life or do you sit and visualize it? Do you meditate it? Do you write? Like, what does that practice look like for you? I'm sure you kind of have it down, but what did it look like and what does it turn into? So everyone has to learn how they move energy, like what creates feeling in their being for them. Mm. So for me, I can speak it or I can journal it. Well, let's start with journaling. That was always the easier one for me. I don't do that much now, but it really like taught me a lot of my practices. So I would like ask myself a question, how much am I available for when it comes to this? And I would like be honest. Well, it seems like I never make more than this, but I never make less than this. Okay. And if anything were possible, what would I choose? Well, I would really like this. And I'd really like this. And now here comes the limiting beliefs. Now here come all the reasons that's never going to happen for you. So you have to look at those. And I can tell you after working with thousands, probably tens of thousands by now of women, none of those beliefs are ultimately true. They just seem true in our current world, in our current reality, right? Like probably most everyone listening understands what a limiting belief is. But just in case you don't, <laughs> your limiting beliefs, the things that say you can't have it are not ever ultimately true. So you, when you tell yourself what you want and the limiting beliefs come through and you start to say like, well, none of this is ultimately true. And you say, well, what can be more true? What can be more true is I can create whatever I want and money is actually a neutral resource and I'm worthy of anything I desire. And, you know, so now I have to rearrange my thoughts and my mind and my expectations and my actions and how I live, which is embodiment to be aligned with someone who's going to create 
this thing I just admitted to myself finally that I wanted. I noticed what even came up for me and I'm like, I feel like I'm totally open to all of that. And I was just taking myself through it in my head and I'm like, okay, I had a moment, which was a limiting belief pop up that said, well, then I'd have to work more. And right now I have all of these different yeah. projects. Okay. Totally. That's always the win for entrepreneurs. I mean, I, for years I ran a mastermind, you know, and I feel like that came up daily, mm-hmm. you know, and the mastermind is also saying like, but it'll be more work, but you know, that's not true. Mm-hmm. Cause you can think of how much you're earning receiving right now in your life and how much you're working right now to bring that in and sustain it and making it whatever. And you can look back to when you're making less. And my guess would be you're probably working less now, not more. Mm-hmm. You've gotten more efficient. You've learned how to delegate. Mm-hmm. You've learned the ins and outs of how you do the things. Your business model is like more streamlined. All, all the things that happen as we go. Like, I don't know anyone that is working harder mm-hmm. <laughs> as they make more money. You know? That's true. Better. So that my, is so true. My belief is that I make more every year and I work less. Mm. And why would it need to be any other way? So do you open your brain up to like when you are thinking different things? Do you say things like that? Is that like just a new belief? I'm open to receiving new opportunities that are, you know, where yeah. I'm working more or working less and making more. Yeah, like I'm creating a life from working less and making more. It's kind of more like my life is rearranging, my standards rearranging. Like to me, if I can get my mind and my energy and my emotions there, the practical stuff, like how I approach business has to follow. So I don't so much think like, okay, my business model will realign to make this work. I just know that all the practical actions always become obvious to me when I've aligned myself to a new expectation. Hey y'all, I'm so excited to share with you that this podcast, Earn Your Happy, is now a part of the Growth Day Podcast Network. Truly, this is like one of the most exciting things that has ever happened to me. I'm telling you, I no longer feel like I'm doing this alone. And I actually get to collaborate with the people who host the podcast that I'm obsessed with, like that I have been listening to myself, who inspired me to start a podcast, who have taught me about how to go and do the thing, like the original people who got me motivated through listening to their podcasts. You guys, a bunch of us are coming together to bring more growth to the world and to support shows and brands that we believe in. And one of my friends are also on this network and I'd love for you to go subscribe to their show. You guys, I just had Danielle Canty on of the Boss Babe podcast. She co-hosts it with her other amazing co-host and one of my friends, Natalie Ellis. You guys, you can go check out that podcast on mine. It's episode 925 and Danielle and I talk all about burnout and how that could be showing up in your life and most importantly how to prevent it but i want to tell you if you have not gone and checked out the boss babe podcast yet go subscribe because it is one of the largest online communities for ambitious women and female entrepreneurs and i know that if you're listening to the show chances are that's probably you you guys they have 3.6 million followers and 380,000 subscribers the boss babe podcast is the place where they share real 
behind the scenes of building successful businesses, achieving peak performance, and learning how to balance it all. Most of all, you guys, truly, these women are in my life. Danielle and Natalie are people that I text on a weekly, monthly basis when I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel stuck. What should I do? I tune into their podcast, you guys, to learn. Even though they're my friends, I am still like crazy obsessed with this podcast because I learn something new every single time I listen. It makes me be a better podcaster. It makes me be a better businesswoman. It just makes me be better and more confident out in the world because they're so real and raw. And I can tell you that in the moments where I have had horrible days, down days, I've either gone and listened to this podcast or I've texted them because these are the people who truly get it. You want to listen to the people who are walking in the same footsteps that you are. You guys, Guys, go check out the Boss Babe podcast. You're not going to be sorry. And it's just going to like make you way smarter and you're going to have way more fun. So go check it out. Hey, y'all, if you didn't know, Earn Your Happy is now a part of the Growth Day Podcast Network. This is so exciting to me because I have been looking for a really good home for the show for I can't even tell you, years, literally. And now I've finally been able to come together and collaborate with other people who have incredible shows and I want to share them with you. One of the shows is Motivation with Brennan Bouchard. And you guys, if you don't know about the beginning of my career, I literally started with Brennan Bouchard's work. It's how I launched one of my very first online courses and membership sites was because he gives so much advice that you can integrate and implement immediately. And that's what you're going to get on the show. Not just motivation, but you're going to learn exactly how to get your stuff out in the world. And not just that, but Brennan runs in the most incredible group of humans who are really doing the thing out in the world that you want to be doing. So go check it out. Go subscribe to Motivation with Brennan Bouchard. I promise you this is going to be one of those shows that no matter when you tune in, you're going to get value. Like it's not one of those that you're like, God, I listened for 30 minutes and I didn't get what I wanted. Like from the beginning, you're going to get something that changes your life or changes your business. So go check it out. Motivation with Brennan Bouchard. I know you're going to love it. I'm obsessed. Okay. So for anybody listening, who's like, oh man, I've tried some of this stuff, but obviously they haven't done it correctly or like their energy is off. What are some of the things that you notice within people when you start to work with them? I know you either used to do some coaching or private coaching, but I know you have some different group things too, but what are some of the things that you notice in people that you're like, okay, let's try to fix this portion. I want to tweak it to like, the way I think of it when it's not working, one, isn't that it's not working. It's that it's like not working yet. And it's not that I failed. It's that I'm still playing with the energy of it. That's how mm-hmm. it feels to me. Because okay. nothing, like, what is actually a failure? Like, what is, you know, like, what does that mean? Or like, it didn't work. Well, did it really like not work? Or did you like give it a go and kind of like give up, you know? Or did you give mm-hmm. it a go and not really like keep playing with it? Keep, and then I think one thing that allows me to do that is I kind of view energetically, I view life as kind of like one big like experiment. Like we're just playing with stuff. We're playing with the frequency of things and the energy of things. And we're using our mind and our emotion expectation. You get that you're like a tool that can create things. It gets to be a little less like subjective and upsetting and like disappointing. And it can just be like, huh, what in my energy created that? What in my expectation created that? 
and less like, oh my God, my business is never going to work. You know what I mean? Which is harder to do when you're like in a paycheck to paycheck vibe. It's obviously easier to do when you have like more to work with and you're more resourced. But like you said earlier, when you have more to work with and you have more resource, you also often have more on the line. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's true and it's not true that it's harder now or easier now and harder than, but also you're more practiced, right? Like mm-hmm. you're more practiced at having more money on the line than mm-hmm. you would have been 10 years ago. Whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I think it, I think we get to decide that like everything always works and we get to work it. And then the trick is, is like figuring out what working it means for us. Cause like I, I would give like journaling. Well, in the book, I made sure to give like examples for people who do it in all kinds of different ways and like move energy in many, many ways. But for me, it's like speaking it or journaling it. I can't visualize for shit, but for someone (laughs) else, seeing those PayPal notifications pop up on the phone is like a great way to feel the vibe of money, you know? So you kind of have to start playing with the concepts and applying to your life and seeing what moves energy for you. Mm -hmm. I love that. Okay. So can we talk about sales for a minute? How you wrapped your brain around sales? I know so many women are like, oh, I just don't like doing sales. And I have so many, I, I want to have even more conversations around falling in love with sales just as much as falling in love with what you do in your product. So what are some things yeah. that you have done to fall in love with sales? Because you seem like a woman who absolutely loves to sell and it never feels yeah. weird or icky. It feels totally like aligned and like, yes, please let me buy what you have. <laughs> yeah, no, I think I have a really good relationship with like the receiving of money in all forms. Mm-hmm. So what happened is I was talking to someone, a very well-known personal development author. And I said the word, I said, I think I'm going to create a selling course. It's my course on selling is called Self and Your Soul. But I was just playing with it. I was like, I think I'm going to create a selling course and talk about how like it's sacred to let people into your work because that's how you can support them and help them. Just telling everybody, she's like, don't be selling, it's sharing. We're sharing, not selling. And I was like, but fucking why? Like, why? <laughs> and so like, I remember like going home and like thinking about it. And I was like, what if selling was just sacred act by which we get people into our world what if I viewed selling as like spiritual and like I just like really kind of like ran with the concept until truly I have no qualms at all about giving people the opportunity to work with me because I know for sure I do it in such a I don't know like non-pressury non-manipulative way where I just say like here's the course here's the vibe of it here's what people get out of it here's some testimonials if you feel called, I'd love to have you. There's no like, you're never going to make it. You're going to suffer and you're doomed. And like, it's just like, I trust you to choose what's right for you. And I'm going to present to you things that have helped a lot of people. Mm. Up to you, love you either way. There's free content on my social media every day, no matter what. Like that is to me, that is really clean energy behind mm-hmm. self. So there's nothing for me to feel like icky or weird or bad. I'm not mad at anyone who doesn't enroll, but the opportunity is always going to be there. Let's go back to like your first, for anybody who's like about to launch right now, because it's kind of like once you launch, yes, you've got the testimonials and you've got the stuff. You're like, okay, this works. This feels really good. And you know, there's that point right before. So if we could like, if you could think about right before you launched your very first thing. Yeah. So I'm taking you way back. Rewind, 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 rewind. So the year is 2014. <laughs> yes. And I'm a life coach. I have a master's in counseling. I'm living in Dallas, Texas. I have a handful of clients. And I had the good sense to go, 
I need testimonials. Mm. So I said to my handful of clients, is it okay with you if I send you a series of questions about what it's like to work with me? And you can just send me those questions over and I'm going to turn it into like a little paragraph. I'm going to send it back to you and see if it's okay with you. And just let me know if you want me to use like your first name, last initial, like, you know, how do you want me to do it? Like I didn't have anyone's picture at that time. It was before like coaching world, you know, mm-hmm. they, you know, it was just a different time. So I got like these five testimonials and I put them on my website and I was like, okay, here we go. And then when I was ready to launch my first course, which I initially created, it was called Become a Life Coach. It still exists. It's in my vault of like my classic courses or whatever. But when I first launched it, I had those handful of testimonials of what it was like, how people were experiencing me as a coach and I help other people like learn to coach, right? So I kind of like used those. But if we're talking about testimonials, since that's kind of the topic at hand. So there's been many, many, many things I've launched through the very first time with no testimonials anywhere on the page. And that's fine. That's how every program has to stop for everyone, unless you do beta, which I've never done ever. I just always like launch stuff and like let people enroll and see, you know, see how they like it and mm-hmm. do my best to make it amazing. So, but what I do now, present day, if someone DMs us and says like, oh my God, I love the course or emails us or put something in a Facebook group, I screenshot it and I put it on social media and the self page immediately like within the day. So if I get five screenshots, I make a little like, my team makes a little like graphic thingy and we like put it up. But you don't have to be getting five a day for this to work. Like I wish I would have known how easy it could be to not get a formal testimonial and just take a screenshot and then mm. that on the self page, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. So like there's hacks and simpler and simpler ways as you go. But I've essentially, it's like, I feel like I've been doing the same thing all along, but you tweak it as you go for the times, the modern times, you know? If you could summarize what has happened for you with money in sales, if you could just, let's say I'm first coming to you and I'm like, man, I've just got not a great relationship with money. What are like the three things that you would tell me to get me into a really great place around launching around making money around all those things? I think I would ask, well, what is the deal, you know, here? Like, are, what are you afraid of? Are you mm. afraid you'll never make money? Okay, well, what are you afraid that would like mean about you? I think I would dig into a little bit of what's going on with the fear is, what the limit is, because then I can very easily help create some more positive beliefs that they can start trying on. They're going to feel a lot better and create a different experience, you know? Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm going to use one that I hear all the time from women. I'm afraid that people will think I'm just in it for the money or that I'm selfish. You um, are. You are. You have bills to pay. You need to be in it for the money. You need to be able to make money. And at the same time, if someone's if someone is thinking that, then we know off the bat they're a good-hearted person who wants to make a difference and they want to be of service as well. So just know that if that is your fear, know that you're already like positioning yourself to do good. So yes, you're in it for the money and you're in it for the service. And you can be in it for both things at once. You can make a big difference, make a lot of money. And like, they don't have to be opposed. I love that. It's so funny. I, I just did a podcast because I was thinking back to a time when like my beliefs got challenged around money and it revealed so much to me. But one of the, I had owned a gym years ago and one of the girls who had gone to the gym had like started these rumors about like, hey, don't pay her. She's just in it for the money. And it got back to me and I said to them, I go, I'm absolutely in it for the money. Like I have to be. And it was just a moment for me of like, 
how stupid of a statement that actually is like, and how important it is for us to, to talk about what that kind of like energetic flow of money is. Okay. Let's talk about sustaining money because I feel like we can talk about money all we want, but let's talk about when it actually starts coming in, what comes up for people and how do we sustain that? So to me, sustaining it, the way the word that occurs for me is like stabilizing it. So it's like, I make an amount of money and the first time you make it, you're like, oh my God, can I ever do it again? You know? And so then the second time you make it, you're like, oh my God, maybe I'm onto something, but you're still afraid it's going to go away. And then like, kind of like, as you keep going, it goes from being like a stretch that you did one time to being very like normalized. Mm-hmm. And when it's like normalized and stabilized, and then it's an expectation and then it's embodied. And then it's just how you be and what you create. And then you like do it again. I didn't wait to stabilize it to go to the next one. I did lots of like, boom, 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 boom. But I noticed like, I would take a beat here and there and get very comfortable at a new amount of money knowing that it just was, it was just what I did now was what I made now, you know? Mm. Okay. Let me share where I'm kind of at right now around money and maybe this will resonate with people. So I feel very solid in knowing that I am like the faucet in certain areas. Like I can kind of turn that switch on and off. Like I can create abundance, but I'm pivoting majorly in something in business into something new that makes me question for a hot second. Like, okay, I know I can do it all day long over here, but can I do it over here? Because it's a new skill set. It's a new deal all around. So what would you say to somebody who's thinking of pivoting as well? Who's like, okay, I do it over here all day, but what about over here? Do you think it can transfer easily like that? Or what goes into that? I think it's like the same, but different, but same. So like if we're using me having like an online education and coaching business to like real estate, like if we just use that. Yeah, yeah, perfect. My margins were way lower on the first couple houses. Like I barely made anything slash made kind of some, you know, and now on this house, I like, I know more of what I need to know to fucking make a killing. But if we look back at my first like digital course, like my margins weren't as good on my first one as they are now. Like, you know, and especially when you can enroll like 700 people and you used to enroll seven, like, you know, and you start learning how to scale things. But yeah, I think our skill set develops in every new thing we try. And no, you can't expect your... Oh, I remember fucking VIP days. I used to throw <laughs> a lot of like retreats and VIP days. And the first couple I went like, I'm not making any money. Like it's expensive to throw mm-hmm. these. But then I learned a little bit more about what venue I'm going to book and what restaurant and what I'm going to ask for. And are we going to book out a suite? Are we going to do an Airbnb? And I'm like, my margins got better with everyone because I just learned what I was fucking doing. So... Mm-hmm. I think it is absolutely transferable, but like the skill set and like the just very practical, like mental knowledge of how a new industry works is always like weird, you know, mm. you just don't know the first time. Totally, totally. So you'll learn the skill set, but that other skill set of what you've done to create money will also transfer over. It'll be with you and you'll have a leg up on a lot of people if you, because you'll understand energy and mindset mm-hmm. and all those things. So you'll bring that over. But that doesn't mean that we're not sometimes like just stumped a little bit when we just don't have experience in that area yet, you know? Mm-hmm. Totally. Okay. So what got you into real estate? What are you excited about in that arena right now? So first it was just cool to be able to like buy things and own them. (laughs) (laughs) I feel you. Print them out if I wanted to and like live in them if I want and like 
redecorate them and remodel them and design them in really cool ways that are very pleasing to me. But like I said, it wasn't super profitable and I didn't get why. But looking back, it was just like, I didn't have the data. So what happened like on this house, so what I mentioned earlier is I had been looking for like a 10, $12 million house that I was going to buy. Like I saw some that were like up to 15. And I did that for like a month. And I started knowing like what those houses had, how they felt, what they had, how they'd been updated, what they absolutely did not have and like what they were like. So when I saw this $6 million one that was the same square footage as these others and just needed some things, I now had the data to go, I can do something really cool. Mm-hmm. When I bought my first, my West Hollywood house, that was like $3 million. I bought it for like three point two and sold it for like three point nine or something, something in those realms. And I put a lot into it. Like it wasn't a failure by any means, but I hadn't seen a ton of $3 million houses. I didn't know, I didn't know anything about mm-hmm. them. I didn't know what it took to make it a $4 million one, you know, mm-hmm. there's no data, none. Mm-hmm. I didn't do any research. I just bought a house and that's fine. I wouldn't change anything about that. Like, you yeah. know, it's just, I love that because you just talked about the importance of even getting in the game. You're obviously like a fast start. Are you someone who's just like, I want to do that. Let's do it. Do you jump? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I don't think too hard if something feels like it could be a good idea, you know? Mm-hmm. So is that what you followed? So let's say right now, based on how you're making decisions, are you following fun? Are you following an energy? Like, what are you kind of basing your life on? For a long time, the way I explained it was desire because I didn't have a great relationship with just letting myself want what I want and letting mm. desire be safe guidance. So I was always telling everyone like what you want deep in your soul, what you really, really want is your guidance. And that definitely moved me forward. But thinking about it now, it's like, it feels really simple. It feels like, because I don't have like lots of like blocks and ideas around just like well, what feels good. I really just go with like what feels good. That feels good like not even like fun or this or that just like Mm. I feel like I like it it looks good to me it feels good to me I want it last Friday we were moving out of this penthouse we've been running Mm -hmm. and the house I keep mentioning wasn't ready yet and my assistant and me have been like talking about like well am I gonna live in a hotel and in between what am I gonna do and it just crossed my mind to get in an apartment like a blip of a thought it's like a boop like you know and I mentioned it to her and we threw it around and she's like, well, you loved it. There was a time when my West Hollywood house I mentioned earlier when it was my office. Mm-hmm. We had already moved to Bel Air, but it was my like office and I kept it and I used it as a quiet space to film and work and do things like this. And it was like very happy for me. And she was like, well, you've always said you were going to get another office, like an apartment that is an office. So the movers are there, they're packing. Like we find something on Zillow that just came up that day. She gets me an appointment for 4 p.m. I run over there. It's a townhouse. I love it. It works. It's a great office. It's furnished. Like, it will be beautiful for filming. It puts less pressure on me to get my office ready at the new house. So I can take more time decorating the kids' rooms and, like, you know, all the things that are going to happen to be able to move five people into this fucking house. Anyway, and then, basically, I'm wiring the money when I get off this thing. Mm -hmm. Right. When we're done. So, it just, like, but it felt good. We, like there were a lot of apartments on Zillow, but only two felt okay and only one felt good. And as we mm-hmm. moved through the process of like, okay, are we going to sign the lease? How many months? It felt good. It felt good. It felt good. It felt good. And it felt stupid for a minute yesterday when they said they, I couldn't start the lease till next week. And I was like, well, then you're going to lose the lease. Blah, blah, blah. But like, even through the whatever underneath, I was like, no, this is going to work out. This feels mm-hmm. 
good. Have you always been that way? Or is that no, something? No, I didn't trust myself. Like, until yeah. you trust yourself, what feels good, you're like, it feels good, but am I allowed to feel good? And is that like really a good guidance system? And we have that, like, I could have lots of ideas in the box, but you want an apartment? Why don't you get an apartment? Like, you own a house, blah, blah, blah. Like, is that a good use of men? Like, <laughs> it feels good. Do you trust yourself because you've been somebody who's kind of taken the risk and even if it's failed, you figure it out in in the figuring out, you start to trust yourself? Like, how did you start to trust yourself to get to that point? I think I've realized I'm just mostly right. (laughs) But I think we all are. I think we all are mostly right. Like, if you look back, this is how I feel. If I look back at all the times in my life, like something wasn't working or I was really confused or it wasn't coming together yet. Once I played it all the way out, I was able to go, I was right all along. Mm. I was right all along. Eddie and I, we met and we got together and then we broke up. And then it looked like it was never going to happen. Like, it looked like, but I was like, no, but like, I still love him and not mm. in like a weird, like attachment way. Like my soul still. And then when it all came together, I was like, that's fucking right all along. Like we are almost all of us have that, like that real deep inner knowing is just there, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. With people who are successful, I feel like we just take that leap to find out faster. Like, okay, let's give it a try and find out. It's the at-bats. Do you know what I'm saying? Like so many people won't even go and take that risk. So you never know if you were right or not. So yeah, like, or you give up. Like, yeah, say I got on some dating app and settled for whatever. And then I was, he would just be the guy I was telling stories about. But yeah. I really kept staying open to it because something in me was like, but no, like, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I kept yeah. dating, living my life. I didn't sit around and be a hermit, but like I was right. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. You can't know something that you know. And I think a lot of people struggle just trying to like lie to themselves and convince themselves they don't want what they want. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that like inner battle of like not telling yourself the truth about what you want, you need, and not going with what feels good because what feels good isn't what you're supposed to do and should do. And that's how we fuck ourselves up, you know? Oh, I love that. I asked myself the question. Like, this is a good journal prompt, but it kind of like gets to what you're saying. What am I pretending not to know? And it's like, I'm pretending not to know that I know this guy is meant, you know, or whatever that is. And it's that's like, oh, sometimes that's a... Not to know. What are you not fully telling your truth? Yeah. About? yeah. That's always a sentence that I'm like, do I want to finish this? Or am I going to pretend to not know that I know how to finish this right now? <laughs> so, yeah. okay. Let's talk about last thing, expanding what you think is available for yourself. So just talking about like that ceiling, how do we get to a place or what's the practice around expanding and being open for more? Well, I think anything and everything is always available. Like Mm -hmm. anything and everything is always available. So I'm from Sand Springs, Oklahoma, where if I walked outside and looked at what was available, maybe I couldn't see a lot, right? And have like a lot of examples. But if I turned on the TV and saw some people living in different places, doing different things, there were, I could see a lot more different lives and realities were available. So most people say things like, well, that's not possible for me. And I think even at a really young age, I said like, that's what I really want. You know what I mean? So I think I expect to be the exception to the rule and I expect for all things to be possible. So then the hardest part is really deciding what you want, being honest with what you want. If all things are possible always, you know what I mean? But like, yeah. so I can go downstairs to the bottom floor, the to the outside of the lobby and see a $5 million car. So there's examples all around me at this present moment that everything is out there and someone has it and they're no better than me and they figured it the fuck out and I probably can too all the time. But that's why I went to the 
hotel pool rooftops, you know? I just mm-hmm. needed to see some of it in action. What was out there, but it's all always out there, you know. I love that. So I'm from a really small town in Upper Michigan, so there was really nothing available as well. <laughs> and um, my husband and I moved to California probably now like 14 or 15 years ago, and we put ourselves in a building that we could not afford because we literally were like, we need to like see this every single day, and it it changed our lives. Like to see, I didn't even know those things were available. Like. You have no clue what's the, it's not, it wasn't even in my realm before that. Yeah. No, I experienced stuff like that. Like uh, just in how the way I function on a daily basis has so many things that I wouldn't have even known to think about or ask for. Mm -hmm. It's wild. Like Mm -hmm. silly, I could have a million examples, but silly stupid one. I cut my baby's finger clipping his nails the other night Mm -hmm. and a butler brought up band-aids and held his hand while I put the band-aid on. You know, like, yeah, how could I me even a few years ago would have been like, we got to go to CBS, we got to find the band-aids, got to get the baby in the stroller. Like my default brain all the time says, like, who can help me and how can this be easy and who can I ask? Mm. And yes, it's easy to stay at a five star hotel, but my brain is doing that all the time, always, you know, Mm. kind of always but we like we're just not used to thinking that way and you can't be expected to be when you're from a place with where a lot of options weren't visible mm-hmm. you know so your your questions have just changed what are those main questions now around because I'm sure you're always expanding right you have a level of where you're at and you're trying to expand somewhere else is that correct yeah always yeah yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So what yeah, is right what, I feel like we're trying to stabilize doing everything I do in an okay. environment with a baby, but that is still expansion in itself. You know what I mean? Right. But, Okay, so that's cool in and of itself. That that's kind of what some of the phases look like is like expansion, settling in, getting comfortable, and then something else opens up for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Over and over and over again. Yeah, I mean, okay. you just stop and be happy at any point if you want to, but I don't think we're cut out for that. <laughs> yeah. Kind of vibe, right. It's always, it's growing. I think I ask all the time to answer your question is I always, always ask all day long. Is there anyone else who could do this besides me? Mm. And that is such an important entrepreneur question. But like, as we all know, when you first start out, you probably do everything yourself and you get one assistant who does like a few little things for you, but you do almost everything as yourself. But now my brain, the way I think of it is if there's anyone else on the planet who can do this besides me, they probably should do this besides me because I still have to be like the creative brain of your whole operation, you know? Mm -hmm. Totally. I love that question. All right, Amanda, what do you have coming up? I know that you might, you might be doing your money mentality makeover. What's going on in your life? What are your offers right now? (laughs) So I'll just tell all the people how all of it works. So Money Mentality Makeover is like probably my most well-known course. It is such like a full and robust program. It has mm-hmm. like eight modules and 25 hours of bonuses. I've added to it every year for seven years, which is this full thing that goes from like money mindset basics to like quantum attraction, like principles. It's like a big course. And I mm-hmm. launch it every February and sometimes in September. But around my birthday, but lately people are asking like a lot, a lot of people every day. And I'm like taking it as a nudge that wouldn't it be fun to randomly do it in May? So it may be randomly occurring in May. So anyone who wants a special price on it, and I'll give you this link, amandafrancis.com slash money dash weight dash list. 
everyone on the wait list will get a special prize when enrollment opens. I'll do a little pre-sell before it opens for everyone on the wait list. So there's that. But there's a million things. There's my book, Rich as mm-hmm. Fuck, which is on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, and Target.com. You can find it all the places. And I have lots of smaller money courses for people who want to start out with something a little bit more digestible. So there's Dropping the Unpacking Money Struggle and Energy and Frequency of Money and Wealthy Woman. And when you start with one of those, you get your money back towards money mentality makeovers. You can mm-hmm. start with the smaller one, make your way into the bigger one. That'd be, I think that's a really good overview of how to like dig in with me. Yeah. And come follow me on social media. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, go follow, go look at the show notes because we have the links and everything in there. And yes, her book, you guys, I absolutely loved it. I loved it on audio because it's just so you and so real. And it felt like you were... I was just trying to like rant. The audio book was great because I just ranted. That's why I I loved it. I'm like, she's not even reading. (laughs) I'm like, she's literally just saying how she feels in this moment right now. And I'm obsessed with this. She's like, but let me tell you. I just went off about stuff, but it was actually really fun. But it also made the audiobook different from the book book. So everyone who had already read the book, because I released the audiobook like a year and a half later or something. So everyone oh, who had cool. read the book, when they got the audiobook, there was like all this new stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I loved it. I was like, oh, I feel like I'm getting bonuses too. Okay. So go check out her book. And you guys, one of the biggest things that we can do for our guest is to let her know what your biggest takeaway was. So Amanda, tell us your Instagram handle. XO Amanda Francis on Instagram and also on Facebook and also on Twitter and all the places. Pinterest. All the places. <laughs> all the places. And we'll put that in the show notes too, you guys. Definitely give her a tag and let her know what your biggest takeaway was and go buy your book. I'm telling you, like yeah. I have done all the money mindset books and I love, love, love this one from a totally different perspective. So loved it. Thank you so much, Amanda. And thank you for coming on. And you guys... Until next time, earn your happy. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening to the podcast. And I want to make sure that you have my phone number and I'm not kidding. Did you know that I have a community text number for real? My phone number is 310-496-8363. This goes directly to my phone. All you have to do is text the word daily to 310-496-8363. And I literally text you every single day, Monday through Friday, I actually just got done 30 seconds ago texting a bunch of people back and I talk to you all of the time. You guys, people always ask me how I got my community text number and how it works. Well, all you have to do is you can just go to community.com and get your own. Community makes it easy to get a phone number that you can use to build your audience using text. People just text you at your number and they're added to your group. Then you can text them out audios, video links, anything you want. You guys, I text out happy birthday videos. I love to send podcast links, thoughts about life, book recommendations, uh, different events that I'm doing in the local area. Texting gets me out of the noise of social media and directly into your hand. And now you can start texting your people too. Just go to community.com to get your phone number. They give you a 10 digit real phone number, not those weird short codes that look like spam, but it's more than a phone 
phone number. Your new number comes with an inbox for SMS and texting. This means you can actually manage your text list from your computer and an app on your phone. You can schedule texts to send at certain times and to certain groups. You can even set up auto replies or let your assistant or customer service team answer your text messages via community's awesome dashboard. Just go to community.com and ask for a free demo. They'll show you how it works and get you your number. It's time to start texting your audience versus just posting on social media. Everyone uses community for that. So go check them out at community.com. I can tell you it's not just great for communicating with my audience, but Chris and I use community and our texts to also sell out our launches. I'm telling you, you get such an incredible response because you really are creating a true deep sense of community and it's so intimate. It's freaking amazing. Go check it out at community.com. Hey all, I'm so excited to share with you, Earn Your Happy is now part of Growth Day Podcast Network. A bunch of us are coming together to bring more growth to the world and support shows and brands that we truly believe in. And one of my friends is also on the network and I'd love for you to go subscribe to his show. You guys, Trent Shelton has the most incredible podcast. It's called Straight Up with Trent Shelton. And it's going to remind you that you are built for this. I have heard Trent speak in person multiple times. I've listened to his podcast a ton. He's coming on the show and I literally cannot wait because this man just spits straight fire. It is like truth that goes to your core and makes you take action right away. If you want one of those podcasts that when you're just out on a walk, you can't help but want to start running and run through a wall in your life, this is the show to go listen to. So you guys make sure that you go subscribe to the show straight up with Trent Shelton. You're going to love it.